And how you guys doing? Welcome to this episode 778. Oh, I'm in a good mood today. Uh, yeah, very good mood. If you haven't heard, the feds came down on Harley-Davidson and Westinghouse, I believe, about its illegal terms for its extended warranty. I just picked up last year a 2015 Lowrider. 103cc engine, and I have yet to do any customization to it because I've been pissed off. Yes, I got the extended warranty. Uh, I think it was a three-year. And what I wanted to do was have custom pipes made because I got a buddy who knows how to bend pipe. And I was going to have him bend pipe, you know, do it old school, put the heat wrap on the pipes, and then have it tuned. Well, the dealership came back and said, well, if you, you know, go with anything other than our parts or our service, we're, it's going to void your warranty. And I sat there and said, you know what? Screw you. It really had me upset. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put this bike up for sale. That's how bad they pissed me off, even though I love the bike. But if the company's going to do something like that. I was like, you know what? You guys ain't even worth it. I'll sell it. I'll go buy an Indian, something like that. Hell, I'll go with a freaking uh, another uh, rice freaking cruiser, you know, because at least you can uh, know that they're dependable. But anyway, so I've been kind of upset and been riding the boulevard a lot more than I have the Dyna. And that's because... I wanted to do the customization I wanted to do, but away from Harley-Davidson products. I really don't like Screaming Eagle stuff. I don't like the stages, any of that stuff. I want to be able to use cams that I want to use. I love going through JP cycles. So this has been a back and forth in my mind, and that's why I decided, you know what, I'm just putting it up for sale. Because you shouldn't have to be held hostage because a company wants you to use their stuff. Harley-Davidson has been greedy the last decade or so. And I should have known better to go buy this bike. Because I always would tell myself, man, I'm never going to buy another one. But I went, broke down, bought one. So when this news hit, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And here's what it is. This at uh, clickondetroit.com. Good news for all of us that do get these warranties. It, the title is Fix the Hog. Arlie Westinghouse ordered to fix their warranties. Little background. Federal regulators have accused Harley-Davidson and Westinghouse of imposing illegal warranty terms on customers and ordered them to fix their warranties and ensure that their dealers compete fairly with independent uh, repair makers. <clears throat> the companies have imposed illegal warranty terms that voided customer warranties if they used any other than the companies and their authorized dealers to get parts or repairs. When I called up Harley, 
Kegels to be uh, exact, which Kegels is an awesome dealership. You know, they have to follow what they got to follow. I said, you know what? I'm going to go get a set of pipes made. How much is it to get it tuned up and all that stuff? Well, 600 bucks to get the tuner. I was like, excuse me? I was like, no, you didn't go to JP Cycles for half of that. Well, if you do that, we're going to void your warranty. Oh boy, Hollywood had some choice words at that point. Restricting their option and costing them more money. You're damn right it would have costed a lot more money. Just to go ahead and do what you wanted to do to customize your own bike. Because there are a lot of people out there that say, hey man, why are you leaving it stock? This has been the reason the whole time. Because if I can't do what I want to do to it and being forced to use their parts, I ain't doing it. Because that's, you know, Screaming Eagle's a decent company as far as parts wise. But come on, there's a lot better out there. So, yeah, I'm going to be a little upset about that and say, you know what? Let's just sit the bike over there. I'll ride the other one. And let it collect dust until I sell the damn thing. Anyway. The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, announced uh, in actions against the Milwaukee Maker and MWE Investments, which makes Westinghouse brand outdoor power generators and related equipment. Under a uh, proposed consent agreement with the agency, the companies will be prohibited from telling customers that their warranties will be voided if they use third-party services or parts. That is very important right there. Yeah, they could have put services in there, but you would have still be stuck on the parts angle on it. Or they should only use branded parts or authorized service providers. This was a cartel, man, Harley-Davidson was running with these warranties. They know that, yeah, if you want to go buy a used bike, and until you get to know that bike, you want some kind of warranty or assurance on it in case something goes wrong. And they knew they had you by the nutsack with these warranty terms. The companies also will be required to add specific language to their warranties recognizing customers' right to repair. Quote, taking your product to be serviced by a repair shop that is not affiliated with or an authorized dealer will not void this warranty. See, what Harley-Davidson was trying to do was put these independent shops out of business. That's exactly what they were trying to do. And they would use this kind of tool in order to do that because they know the independent shop's going to tell you, hey, man, your warranty is going to be void if you, you know, we do this or put this on your bike. Sneaky bastards, aren't they? The companies must send and post notices telling customers that their warranties will remain in effect even if they buy aftermarket parts or get service from independent repair maker. 
they must direct their authorized dealers to remove deceptive display materials, train employees, and not promote branded parts and dealers over third parties. Now, last year, the FTC adopted a policy statement supporting the right to repair. That pledged beefed up enforcement efforts and opened the way to new regulations. The regulators maintain that their anti-competitive restrictions have steered customers into isolated repair networks or led them to replace products before the end of their useful lives. The idea was to make Americans freer to repair their broken cell phones, computers, video games, tractors, uh, or, you know, what say you? So this ain't only affecting Harley-Davidson. This is everywhere, man. This is everywhere. The rubber is hitting the road on the FTC's new focus on protecting your right to repair. Uh, Nathan Proctor, Senior Right to Repair Campaign Director for U.S. Public Interest, said in the statement, Harley-Davidson and Westinghouse are not the only companies that use the threat of avoided warranty to restrict repair. Uh, and they're sending a clear uh, signal. And uh, Harley-Davidson or Westinghouse couldn't be reached for comment. This is just an amazing thing. Am I going to keep the Dyna? Probably not, because they already pissed me off. I'll probably... You know, I've always wanted an Indian. But anyway, my wants are, you know, different. This is just a huge win for all of us that went to a dealership, bought a motorcycle, wanted to buy some peace of mind, and everybody can argue about if an extended warranty is worth it or not. I think what was mine? Mine was like 1500 bucks with a $50 deductible and stuff. And they did have these type of conditions in there where they might not cover something if it was, you know, from another independent repair shop if you're on the road or something like that. But this is big news. And for Harley Davidson to put in these kind of practices, yeah, there's certain stuff to the bike that you might want to get from the manufacturer. But at the same time, we know JP and the others, they have equal or better parts for them bikes. But it was just the point to me where, hey, I just dropped fucking a lot of money on this bike. I should be able to do what I want to do with it without worrying about it voiding the warranty that I paid for. I paid for this warranty. So why should it be restricted only to your company? Yeah, there's a bad taste in my mouth for Harley-Davidson. Really big bad taste. And they do it to themselves with these kind of policies they try to push down our throats. Now, I'm going to put the link to the news article where you can go ahead and read that. And I'm sure I've been seeing a lot of these videos pop up all over YouTube because it is a huge deal. It is a huge deal for all those that put their hard-earned money into these 
bikes. Because let's face it, it's an investment, these bikes. They cost more than cars half the time. So yeah, you're going to get a little segment of the population that gets pissed off at your business practices. Anyway, we got the second half of the show coming up with China Dow. It's hump day, and you know what that means. It gets all whacked out on the second half of the show. What do you guys think? Let me know. Did you have any of these type of problems with your extended warranty? And what do you think about their practice until they got caught by the FTC saying, hey, this is illegal, man. You can't do this. And how much money did it cost you to put on parts because of that? I think there should be some type of retribution. Is that too tough? Or refund on parts or services that you didn't want to get there? Oh, I can see a bunch of lawsuits coming out of this one. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube and all our uh, other platforms. We'll be right back after this music break. I really thought it was hopeless And if nobody ever really noticed I bet I would've never even tried And here I am still alive Keep telling me I should stop dreaming And I won't amount to nothing, nothing About to lose my mind Do what I say Don't do what I do The blind lead the blind a fuck about you I'm reaching out for anything Cause I feel the weight of everything On top of me, top of me I'm a I'm a Hard to wish upon a storm Keep calling but no one can hear you no more It covers me, covers me Covers me, covers me, I'm again. 
Oh, hello, little froggy. Yes, I'm I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. I am. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. What? Yes, I was in pain all night long because of you. Oh, here we go. Blame China for everything. Well, I'm gonna blame China for everything because you, you know, I got stung yesterday. Here you are squeezing, and next thing you know, I'm like, damn, man, I can, this pain sucks, and it's because of you. All right, next time I won't squeeze the stinger out. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Fuck off. Then you can be in pain with the stinger in. How's that? Why don't you eat a bag of dicks? Because stop using my lines. (laughs) Son of a motherfucking whore. True enough. Damn. It's one of them mornings, man. It hurts when you get stung. That's why I run like a bitch. Because I don't want to get stung. Cry me a river. You know, I heard that honeybees are cool. You know, they just stick around and produce their honey. No, wasps are dickheads. Hornets are dickheads. We don't need them. Get away. Bye-bye. Wow. All they want to do is bite me. Hell, I had a customer get mad at me because I told them yesterday that I killed all kinds of bees on the back porch and in the window and all that. Why are you killing them? It's a part of nature. Nature my ass, you go get stung. I'm like, well, I don't want four damn wasp nests in my windowsill. Right? With 18 bees, no. And then they try stinging your ass. I don't want none of that. You, you, man, bees suck. They do. You gotta talk louder. How much louder do you want me to talk? There you go. That's better. That's better. Oh my God, that it sounds like I'm... God, if you're sitting in here, it sounds like I'm yelling. It's hump day today, so I thought you'd be, you know, a little more into the show. Yeah, but we're not talking about sex today, so... (laughs) We, uh, there is some sad, 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 sad news. Sad news. Hershey, uh, Woody Williamson, or Williams... Just passed away last night. And if you don't know who that is, he is a Medal of Honor winner. And he was the last World War II recipient of the Medal of Honor. They're all dying off, aren't they, from World War II? Yep. They are. It's a sad state of affairs. And I think... This, you should take the opportunity to go shake a World War II vet's hand, sit, talk with them, because they're dying at an alarming rate now. Ten years from now, there ain't going to be any. At least. You think ten years from now? I. Well, he was what, 90? 98. 98? I don't think we're going to see him last to see any of these vets last another ten years. I'm hoping so, though. They were one of the best generations ever. Well, yeah, for real. Now, let's read his uh, deal here. Let's see here. His citation, which is what they give for the Medal of Honor. He was born on a dairy farm in 1923 in Quietdale, West Virginia. 
He enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, served in the Pacific Theater during World War II, and would see combat on the islands of Guam and Iwo Jima. He served with the 21st Marines, 3rd Marine Division. During the Battle of Iwo Jima, Mr. Williams displayed a valiant devotion to duty and service above self as he enabled his company to reach its uh, objective. His actions, commitment to his fellow service members, and heroism were recognized on October 5, 1945, when he received the Congressional Medal of Honor from President Truman at the White House. He is the sole surviving Marine from World War II to wear the Medal of Honor. And then his citation, For gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his own life above and beyond the call of duty as a demolition sergeant, serving with the 21st Marines, 3rd Marine Division, in action against enemy Japanese forces on Iwo Jima, Volcano, uh, Volcano Islands, 23rd February, 1945. Quick to volunteer his services when our tanks were maneuvering vainly to open a lane for the infantry. Through the network of reinforced concrete pillboxes, buried mines, and black volcano sands, Corporate uh, Corporal uh, Williams daringly went forward alone to attempt the reduction of devastating m machine gun fire from the unyielding positions, covered only by four riflemen. He fought desperately for four hours under terrific enemy small arms fire and repeatedly returned to his own lines to prepare the demolition charges and obtain service flamethrowers struggling back frequently to the rear of hostile emplacements to wipe out one position after another. On one occasion, he daringly mounted a pillbox to insert the nozzle of his flamethrower through the air vent, killing the occupants and silencing the gun. On another, he grimly charged enemy riflemen who attempted to stop him with bayonets and destroyed them with a burst of flame from his weapon. His unyielding determination and extraordinary heroism in the face of a ruthless enemy resistance were directly instrumental in neutralizing one of the most frantically defended Japanese strongpoints encountered by his regiment and aided virtually in enabling his company to reach its objective. Corporal Williams' aggressive fighting spirit and valiant de uh, devotion to duty throughout this fiercely contested action sustained and enhanced the high traditions of the U.S. Naval Forces. Wow. That's just wow, ain't it? Man, you're rude. What do you mean I'm rude? I was supposed to do that. What do you mean you were supposed to do that? I was supposed to read that. Well, I'm on the Woody Williams Foundation, and they actually named a ship after him, the USS Herschel Woody Williams. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine that? Going through that? I'm just still... I, 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 I want to be a flamethrower. That's what you got out of this? 
No, I'm just saying. That sounds like something cool. Why would you want to be a flamethrower? You're the first well, to get shot, dummy. You'd be my first target. <laughs> let's see if I can get... Uh, let's see here. Uh, where he's talking. <laughs> Uh, you can't hear it, but he's talking and stuff to the sailors aboard his ship. He also worked afterwards. His devotion and uh, duty service members, he was uh, with the Veterans Affairs Office for 33 years. They changed the VA Medical Center down by him to his name, too. His name? Yeah. And his foundation, what they do is he, well, they establish uh, Gold Star Families Memorial Monuments across the United States. So far, they got 103 of them uh, with more than 72 additional monuments underway in 50 states and one U.S. territory. And it said uh, Mr. Williams began his military career with commitment to country, service members, veterans, and families. Last World War II recipient for the Marine Corps. And they said during World War II, the fighting was actually fiercer in the Pacific Theater than it was in Europe. Because they were facing a determined enemy that... Uh, would commit suicide, man, those kamikazes and stuff like that. So it is kind of sad seeing this generation really coming to an end. Because they taught this country a lot. You know, when they were 18 years old, they were dying on the beaches and dying on islands and, you know, the Pacific where... Now the 18-year-olds go around crying like a little bunch of bitches. It's pretty weird seeing the different generations, ain't it? Well, it's like every time you turn around, the next generation is totally different from the one prior. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I think it can go both ways. Well, take again, for the instance I just said, 18-year-olds fighting against... Now you got now you got eighteen year olds that. Uh, Not allowed to take away from them, but go ahead. They do fight in wars. They do. There's there's a good amount of them that go straight right. from high school to the military, uh, but it's like, then you got those that you know still think they're owed everything. This is very true. You bring up a great point right there, and you see the lack of respect that you get from some of these kids lack of respect yeah that's for sure too much disrespect and i think i always blame the 60s man for the downfall of the united states but it's true before then with the baby or the the old timers the world war ii veterans they knew how to stick up for this country they didn't whine when they got their ass kicked. They didn't have DCFS called when they got their asses kicked. Now, he was born in 23, so he was a kid during the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. 
You imagine any of these kids going through the Great Depression? Yeah, they thought this COVID crap was bad. <laughs> the Great Depression was god-awful. And I don't think any of these kids now would be able to handle it. Right. I don't think so. So it was just the character of the people back then. The character is a lot different than what we see today. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with how they're raised. Well, that's true, and the time period in which they were raised. Yeah. Where now we got guys competing against girls in sports. We have people that don't respect the flag whatsoever anymore. They don't know the people that died for that flag. They actually died for your right to be a jag off. And they don't understand it. They wouldn't understand a guy like Woody Williams. No, they wouldn't. And I think the thing, you know, I I was always wondering, you know, cuz of course me, you know, when our kid turned 18, you know, you got to register them. Mhm. For whatever that military thing thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is bullshit. Why do I gotta register my kid? Right. One, because he's a boy. And two, because it's like required, Mm -hmm. I guess. But it's like, then I sit back and I think about the fact that, you know, what if they made it... I mean, I'm not saying it should happen, but... What if they did where, you know, when you turn 18, you either go to college or go to military school? And a lot of European countries do that. A lot of European countries do that. And they actually turned out better, I think, as a generation. You know, because there's a lot of, you know, 18 to, I'd say, 23, 18 to 24-year-olds that don't even work. No. You know, because they're like, well, I did my time in school. Mommy and daddy's going to take care of you. Yeah, and you know what's sad is a lot of this generation, a lot of that generation, the parents are doing that, and they don't even bitch. This is true. It's sad. So do you think the military would give them some structure? Well, I mean, if they have the option between, you know, I mean, maybe you can make it the three-option thing, or it's military, job, or college. Mm Mm-hmm. But they can quit a job. And they can quit college, too. And they can quit college. <laughs> There's a lot of those. That's just like in Israel. They uh, shit every citizen's a part of the military. They got to do some. They got to do some service in the military. Right. And, I, uh, you know, the United States would never do it because there's too many crying bitches out there that would say, no, 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 that's fascist. That's fa-. They don't even know what fascism is. The ones on the left screaming about it. I don't know. I kind of blame. I kind of also blame the school system for how some of these kids turn out. Oh, I blame the school system. Uh, you know, fifty-fifty, the parents and the school system. I mean, it's like the school system lets kids get away with so much. Hmm. You know, and they're they're not as I don't know hardcore. Right. I don't know. I remember teachers being more hardcore growing up. Oh, they were a lot more hardcore growing up. Now they're just like, yeah, okay, if you don't want to do your homework, whatever. 
But at the same time, uh, they were more conservative when we were younger than they are now. They're fucking freaks. Did you ever see that libs of TikToks? Basically, what they do is expose all these extremists that are teachers. They expose their rants to the world. It's craziness. You gotta check. You gotta check it out. But a little bit more about his ship, uh, the USS Herschel Woody Williams. It was commissioned in Norfolk, Virginia on March 7th, 2020. Uh, it's an ESB-4. Wow. That is such an honor to get... Uh, that's uh, telling you what kind of man he really was about. Just putting everything on the line for his country. Now, what's even sadder is our Vietnam uh, veterans are, well, Korea vets too, Korea, the Forgotten War. But Vietnam vets, they're starting to age now. 70s, 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And then you look. And I hate to say it, all these vets do not get the respect that they deserve. Well, no, they don't. No, they don't. You know, they have issues with, you know, like their insurance and not getting properly taken care of. I mean, and on the streets. And they, I mean, they serve their damn country. They should be able to get free medical insurance. They need to get the proper care that they need and not have to wait months and months and months to get proper care. Well, this is true. We've talked about that before. But it, I mean, it's, it drives me insane. Well, it should drive everybody insane what they're doing. It's it's just, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, you see a lot, I mean, a lot that we see, you know, like not too far from here. We've got mm. this corner where there's usually. Well, where that one Vietnam veteran drowned. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, he was homeless and he drowned. I don't, I've never heard that one. I don't know That's because you don't keep up in the news. Nope. Uh, I'm talking about not too far from here where we have that McDonald's and usually there's one or two homeless vets that sit out front with their signs. Right. And we got some of them that are in Beloit that go by the like, the Walmart and all that stuff and mm. they're out there with their signs and they're all they're all Vietnam vets. Right. And it's like first I always want I always wonder in my head where are their families? You know, and then secondly, you know, like I'm not one for give, handing people money, but like if I see them outside McDonald's, I do not hesitate to order a little bit extra food mm-hmm. and like give them the bag. Well, yeah, that you because you're a good person, but it's like, you know, it's just I don't know. It breaks my heart to see vets sitting, you know, with signs and. Not getting the help that they need. Knowing that they are the ones that risk their lives. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, it breaks my heart to see that kind and of stuff. And it's not taught in school what they did. No, it's like, you know, when you go over the stuff in history class, and mind you, I am not a history buff for, for shit. Like, nothing. It, I sucked. I'm lucky I passed the classes for history. But I think the reason why is because they never went into detail... 
It's like they would summarize each war. Yeah, World War II was like uh, two days. It's like, how the hell do you cover World War II in two days? And and it's like they don't they don't touch base on you know even and and I don't mean just now too. I mean even back when we were in high school, you know, they don't touch, you know they don't touch base on the details of what people give up to go into the military and the shit they have to go through when they're in a war or whatever or the facts surrounding why the war start what happened during the war what kind of events went down they don't cover any of that no they don't go in any kind of detail whatsoever and that's a lack of respect right there I mean, I think the only thing that, in my opinion, that they ever went into complete detail about was when 9-11 happened. Well, that's because a lot of people lived through it. Exactly, because it was a current thing, so they'd have, you know, everything going on, you know, during classes or over the PA system or whatever. I mean, that's the only one that, like, even, like, our kids... You know, they're 18 and 25. That's the only one well, that... Well, our the, youngest one didn't get... This, he wasn't born yet, but our but youngest, I'm, but I'm just, our oldest. But I'm just saying, if as far as detail to any kind of wars, that's the only one that the, the kids of, like, okay, our daughter's generation, the 25-year-olds, that's the only yeah, one... Afghanistan, Iraq. But it's like, that's the only shit that they're going to know about. You know, in detail. Compared to all the wars before. Yeah. You know, and it's like, people don't realize what a difference these military people make with, you know, fighting all these wars and, you know, World War One, World War Two, you know, World Vietnam. World War I, the one that was supposed to end all wars. It was a slaughterhouse. But it's like all these wars and the difference that these wars made in the country. Do you know what I mean? And now the country's going to shit. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I, I got a rant. Okay. I got a rant. Let's rant. All right, here's my rant. It's the China Doll rant. My rant has to do with, because I'm still hearing all kinds of crap about this Roe versus Wade thing, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, well, here's my rant. Because the government, you know, they got to always put in their two cents and about how women basically are getting their... Their vagina rights taken away, state by state, mind you. But all right. I mean, Illinois, I can't complain. We're not a part of it, but they still allow it here. But the states that don't. For those of you that live in the states that don't and are trying to, you know, basically ban abortion, okay? You know, I think you need to go up to your government people and tell them... Hey, since I don't own my vagina and I'm just kind of fucking leasing it, I think you all should be paying for my fucking tampons, my fucking birth control. You know, y'all should be paying for all my, you know, gynecological shit. You know, since I don't own my shit and I got to just lease it from the government because, you know, I can't do what I want with my vagina. Yeah, I'm just saying. Really? That's yeah. the way you look at it. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I just feel for people, you know, because, like, they kind of, you know, can't do what they want with their own bodies that live in some specific states. So, I think the government should pitch in and help take care of their uteruses. 
You know, they get their so period. It doesn't, so it they get their period. The government should pitch in and buy tampons and pads for them. You know, you know. So you don't want these women getting pregnant, so they have a, you know, end up wanting to have an abortion. They should pitch in on the fucking birth control. Oh, a lot of places do. I, I mean, I'm just ranting because yeah, I'm kind of, kind of getting tired of people blaming, saying how the Supreme Court ruled on this. Now all these states. No, it's not all the states in the in, in the United States. It's state by state. It is this state's choice, this state's choice, this state's choice. Yeah, it kind of fucking sucks because I agree women should be able to do what they want with their hoo-hahs, but... Then you shouldn't open your legs and have a... Hey, man, mom, no. It takes two to fucking tango. Chicks aren't just going out and magically becoming pregnant. It takes two to tango. So, in my opinion, I think, you know... You know, I think that's a weak excuse. They have all the control where they can close their legs or take precautionary. Yeah, know. y'all y'all can fucking put on condoms too. So what the fuck? So because you made a decision to open your legs, you think you have the right to go kill a human being. But we're not going to get into that, man. We're going to we're going to fight on this one. I'm not I'm not I choose my personal my personal opinion is I would never do it. I'm just trying to say that you know I'm this is just the shit that I'm hearing from women coming into work, my work, and bitching and moaning. So I'm like, then why don't you do something about it and go fucking rant to your fucking state? Because I don't know why these people in Illinois are fucking bitching. Because don't even concern Illinois. Well, right you now. said a good point right there. You said go to your local government and bitch and vote. That was the whole point of the Supreme Court sending it back to the states. Because the states are the ones that are supposed to control it. I mean, I was seeing a shit ton of people here in Illinois yesterday wearing them I voted stickers for frick's sakes. Well, what'd you do? What'd you vote? Ooh. I mean... She is ragging. I got, I got ragged out because I didn't fucking vote. Well, hey, guess what? I'm still not registered because why? Because shit ain't going to go the way I want it to go. So, you know, whatever. I already know what Illinois is going to happen in Illinois. So why even fucking Illinois bother? Illinois is a cesspool. One that you don't even want to move out you know, of. Living in, living in Illinois, we already know which way Illinois goes every fucking election. <coughs> And ain't that uh, pretty pitiful that people keep voting for it? So thus the reason why I don't see a purpose at this point in my life to go ahead and fucking register because of the fact that Illinois is going to go fucking Democrat every time. So why the hell bother? My one tiny little vote's not going to matter and make Illinois. Well, that's where you're wrong. State. If you look at the 2000 election with Bush, they, the presidency okay, yeah, was that's decided by 500 this is, this votes. Is, this is 2022. Yeah, but it was decided by 500 votes. All right. So it would have mattered. I don't want to be lectured. I'm just giving my fucking opinion. Well, aren't you cranky this morning? No, I was just getting tired of hearing people. I mean, especially here. I mean, I get it. Everybody's pissed off. But, you know, take it out on your local fucking government. And see, that shows us our priorities. You know, just Where like, you want to piss and moan about it, then go fucking do something about it. Well, I'm talking about our priorities when you got guys that give their lives, and next thing you know, you, they end up on the street. 
and people are more worried about something like that compared to vets who actually gave him the right to be a freaking asshole. You know, and then, uh, oh, and then I got some good news. I got some good news. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if this is throughout Illinois. I'm being told it's going to be throughout Illinois, so I'm not sure. I'm not 100%, but I've got this lovely sign sitting on my desk at work that's going to go up on the 1st of July. Mind you, I, I don't know if it's just our company or if it's throughout the state. I believe it's throughout the state of Illinois. Sales tax on groceries is going to be 0% from well, the- July 1st. Of this year to July 1st of next year. Well, we'll see if it helps. The only thing that they can't control is the local tax, but the sales tax will be at 0%. You heard it here first. We'll be right back.
of your servant die We are given to me It seems what's left of my human side It's slowly changing in me We are given to me Looking at my own reflection When suddenly it changes Violently it changes Oh no, there is no turning back now You've woken up the demon Yeah, me Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Open up your hate and let them run the mate Get up, come on, get down with the sickness You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness You fuck, I get up, come on, get down with Sickness is rising Don't try to deny what you feel Will you give it to me? It seems that all that was good has died And is decaying in me Will you give it to me? It seems you're having some trouble In dealing with these changes Living with these changes Oh no, the world is a scary place Now that you've woken up the demon Yeah, me Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Open up your hate and let it open to me Get up, come on, get down with the sickness You might not get up, come on, get down with the sickness You fuck, I get up, come on, get down with the sickness Censorship, no PC, 
Only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. You know what? Something that Geo just put in Discord. And that is no one wants to do labor jobs or factory jobs anymore. His company has a $5,000 sign-on bonus to be a tech. And not enough people are signing up for it and people are retiring out. Do you find that more? I think so. A lot of people don't want to work those jobs. Uh, a lot of people don't want to work any jobs. I'm seeing more people retire in the past year or two than I've seen ever. A lot of people are retiring early. They're retiring early and a lot of... Uh, there ain't no replacements for them. Mm-mm. That's because the younger generation don't want to work. And when they do work, they don't want to do any labor. Nope. That's why I never understood with schools why they push this college bullshit where they could have some tech schools in there. You want to go and maybe get an apprenticeship for a union or you want to go to automotive school. A lot of them jobs pay more than these office jobs do, even with a college degree. Very true. That's like, okay, I, I don't know how your high school was, but mine, they had auto mechanics. You had the option to go to beauty school. You, I mean, they had like 10 different options where you only had to go to school at the school for half the day, and the other half the day you were at like a tech school. Right. I know the one school by us, they the only one the only thing I know that they offer is auto mechanics, but it's right at the school. Mm, but I'm talking about after school where they would go to further their education, but they don't push that in school anymore. Mm. And that's sad and I think that contributes to these kids not wanting to work those type of jobs. I love Mike Rowe, man. He's hardcore about working hard and stuff like that. But the message don't resonate anymore. No, it don't. And I think that... Because I think that work actually gives you motivation to do something, to be something. And it's just really... He's point on, man. You know, they're offering $5,000 bonuses... And nobody's even taken that. You figure that'd be the first attraction to that job. Fuck, $5,000 bonus? Hells to the yeah. But then they see the conditions of the bonus, and they're like, I don't want to do that. That's too much work. That's too much work. That's too hard. But there is an interesting story that came out about Alcatraz. They say, 60 years later... Some of those inmates could be still alive. And that was from the U.S. Marshal Service that they're claiming that. Do you think they lived? I think there's a possibility. Well, yeah, there's always a possibility. <laughs> but you got a st the story right now. Well, I, I think it's like a big possibility. <laughs> I think so, too, especially they lie. planned it over here. I ain't gonna lie. Well, it's like the, the, it was a, two brothers, John and Clarence 
Anglin and a guy named Frank Morris. Frank Morris. They escaped Alcatraz. They spent a spent a year planning in it, planning it, and in 1962 they did their escape, mm-hmm. which all the detail that they went in doing this escape really shocked me. The fugitives' plan was complicated and involved numerous steps, including making a makeshift drill to remove the vents from each of their cells, mm-hmm. establishing a secret workshop above the cell block. Making dummies with human hair to fool guards during bed checks. To escape the prison, these men squeezed into utility corridor and climbed onto the prison roof. They made their way down a pipe, climbed two barbed wire fences, and placed a boat made from, like, uh, raincoats, Mm. an inflatable raft kind of thing made from raincoats, to escape. And the the prison didn't even notice till the following morning that they that they were gone. So of course went on lockdown. Mm-hmm. The search for the men began to drag on for like ever. It was only like a big deal in the newspapers, go figure, for like a week. Mm-hmm. Then the FBI closed the case. Mind you, this was 1962. They actually closed the case? The FBI ultimately closed the case in 1979. Then turned everything over to the U.S. Marshal Service, and the U.S. Marshal Service kept the case open. Now, what if they're like freaking 90 years old or something like that? It says that the men would be all in their 90s if they're still alive. The page that, you know, used that we that we looked up the information on actually has age progression pictures of what these men would look like. So what if they caught them? You think they should be sent back to jail? Dude, I think they should just leave them the fuck alone. (laughs) Now, there's, there was a hard one that I watched yesterday, and, you know, we'll have to discuss this. A guy in Germany, 101 years old, he was a guard at a concentration camp. They just gave him five years for being a guard at a contra- uh, concentration camp. 101 years old. Yes, but give them the reason why they gave him the five years. Which is? For all the assisting in murder. Assisting in murder. Now, that's the question I got. Uh If you're in the military, you are there to follow orders. No matter how fucked up the situation is, you are there to follow order. And with the Nazis, you didn't follow orders. They shoot your ass. So you kind of didn't have a choice. Either that, they send you to the Russian front, so you might as well get shot. But how do they blame somebody like a guard for that, is my question. I mean, yeah, he was there, but he he didn't cause it. He didn't start it. It wasn't because he said to do it. He was just doing what his job was. Exactly. That's just like, oh, are they going to start arresting 
U- U.S. military people because they did what they were trained to do. Well, that's kind of what it equates to. You know, I, I think they should have left the man alone because he didn't do nothing wrong. He was doing what he was trained to do. So here they put a 101-year-old who probably doesn't even remember what he had breakfast uh, the day before on trial for something he had to do. Yeah. And I know it's not the same government that it was, but the country in general, Germany, asked him to do this, and now they're convicting him for it. Well, attempting to, yeah. And this brings up a ton of different issues in this kind of sphere. That's why the United States ain't a part of the International Crime uh, Commission or courts. Because God knows what they would try to get our soldiers on. But I just thought that was an interesting deal and see what your thoughts were on that. 101 years old. Man's 101. Let him live his rest of his life in peace. Don't be trying to put his ass in jail for five years for all of these murders. Now, what if he- and it wasn't, in my opinion, I mean, that was what he was trained to do. He was doing what he was trained. Now, what if people are going to come back and say, well, you know what? He was a part of, uh, he knew what was going on, and he's responsible for it, so he shouldn't get no peace. He wasn't responsible for it. He was doing a job, just like a Marine does his job. Mm. Just like a, 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 a an army guy does it. They all an are, army guy. An army guy. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to fucking call anybody right now. Duh. It's a blonde moment. They are doing what they were trained to do. What he did was his job. Leave him the fuck alone. He's 101. Mm. Can't hold him responsible for what happened then. I don't think so. I really isn't, don't. Isn't there... Isn't there like a, I don't know, like a law where after so long... No, not not for the tribunals and stuff like that. But for fuck's sakes, my God, he's 101. So that goes back to Alcatraz. If some are alive, people are going to say, well, they didn't serve their debt to society. Well, fuck, they must have stayed out of trouble and lived a good life, so why go after them? they never got caught if they were still alive. Well, that's I mean, just like that one program that we watch where that one woman, I don't know if it was with you or I just watched it on my own, she was on the run for 40 years and lived a perfectly normal life. And then they busted her anyway and threw her back in prison to die. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's one of them documentaries that you know you watch on National Geographic. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, she didn't get in trouble for 40 years, and what's the point of putting her back in as an old lady? Because they just got to make a point. Well, they got to make a point, say justice was served. When in reality, justice ain't being served because, now I can get it if it was murder, yeah. But if it was some crime, because I think she did a robbery escaped the work camp and went on the run. Now, if nobody was hurt, why continue putting her in there? I don't know. I don't see the point after that long. Especially when it has to do with 
the taxpayers' money. It costs a lot of money to keep people behind walls. Yeah, for sure. So God. she was living a good life. Let her be. She had she had kids and then had grandkids. So now there's more people affected by a crime. Hell, that these district attorneys in California are letting people off for or less. It's just sometimes you never understand what the hell people are thinking when it comes to that kind of stuff. So if they're in their 90s and they might still be alive, leave them the hell alone, man. They obviously done nothing wrong because you still ain't got them if they're alive. <laughs> and Alcatraz was a fucking dump, man. You just hear, you just see that in all the docos, man. It was a dump. Well, even with the movie that uh, Clint, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood did from uh, Escape from Alcatraz, I mean, the place looks like shit. Right. Leave them alone. We'll be right back with Cards Against Humanity.
For cards against humanity, get your nastiness ready. Okay, what do you got, man? Yesterday you had a pretty decent one. What do you got today for us all? Are we going to have to rack our brains to come up with an answer? What do you got? My mom freaked out when she looked at my browser history and found what? That she likes gay, that, uh, you know, he likes gay midgets. (laughs) <laughs> how about i freak out because i know my son's on pornhub too much well yeah pornhub's one thing but what if she uh like man he likes gay midgets i mean look at your browser history people what would what would your what would like if your mom saw your personal browser history what would she think you watch too many documentaries <laughs> That's what, because uh, that's what I do is when I'm working, I put that kind of stuff on as background noise. That's all I listen to and watch. Because I like real life. Uh, you do too. Yeah, you like real life stuff instead of, you know, the fiction. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, you know, I can't say that, man. I just watched the reboot of The Stand, uh, uh, Stephen King's thing. and I, It was pretty kick-ass freaking series right there. But yeah, I mostly watch National Geographic. I watch uh, the History Channel stuff. Mine would look at my browser history and go, what the fuck you looking up history shit for? <laughs> no, they would say, you know what? How many fucking TikToks do you have to do? Wow. But I have to admit, that was a sexy TikTok you did uh, the other day, man, with that handstand and shit. I, I was a little worried because I thought you'd fall on your face, but you know, you, you pulled it off. How many takes did you have to do? I lost track. I don't know, like six. (laughs) What made you think at 49 years old you wanted to do some shit like that? Because I'm damned. If I see a trend on TikTok, I'm damned if I'm not going to at least try it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, Champ says you wouldn't find anything if you clear it. <laughs> I'm just saying, what the hell, man? Forty nine, I I could do a handstand. Shit. Do you think a lot of people is all porn on their shit? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You don't think we have a lot of freaks out there that are uh, listening right fi- now? You wouldn't find it on mine. What would we find on yours? Uh, on my history? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> don't you? I don't know shit. What would we find? <laughs> Me basically looking up show topics. Bullshit. Yeah. That's all I freaking do on my phone through Google is all show topics. I think she's lying. No, she ain't. I think she's l- looking up dicks and shit. No, that's when Corey steals my phone and goes, hey, Ma, look at this. <laughs> 
shows me some weird shit. But what does he do? He won't show me on his phone. He'll show he takes, you on yours. He takes my phone, puts it as incognito, and looks up shit on my phone and goes, look. I'm like, dude, stop putting that shit on my phone, you nasty. Making you sound like a freak and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bedlam says, okay, fine, clown porn. Clown porn. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, with that, and that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku, as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.